Our white listeners have heard from us before what not to say to Jews of color and people of color. But what if you hear another white person say one of those things? This is Jews Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy, a weekly show hosted by April Baskin and Tracy Guy Decker. In a complex world, change takes courage. Wholehearted relationships can keep us accountable. You and I have talked on the show before about kind of the the classic thing that comes up with white Jews where uh, when talking about Jews of color, where they're like, I don't know what to say. And we've talked before about like, it's not that hard. It's the same way you would talk to anybody. Like if you're at, after services, talk about the sermon you just heard or about the spread at the Oneg or whatever. Um, and what came up recently, I was having, um, I was, I was hosting a conversation for white Jews to kind of think about their own communities. And someone said, yeah, okay, I know what I'm supposed to say, but what happens if I overhear a fellow congregant or another, you know, another white Jew saying, you know, asking um, uncomfortable questions or, you know, asking the Jew of color to credential themselves. I thought that was a really, Uh really good question. Um, You know, uh, like how to kind of interrupt that in a way that is productive, I guess, and not, um, not patronizing to the Jew of color Uh um, and can be heard by the the white identified Jew so that it could actually change their behavior and not trigger defensiveness. I thought, I actually thought that was a really interesting question that maybe we could talk about on the show. Very interesting. And I feel like subtly there have been very few, but a few times in my life where there has been an ethical or thoughtful uh, bystander who has uh, done what first comes to mind for me here, which is because we're wanting to avoid being patronizing and also making assumptions about the person, what comes to mind to me immediately is if it's possible for you, and right now I'm speaking to a white Jewish ally who's listening, uh, to be present, is to move into that circle. I'm, I'm envisioning like being at an egg and there's a two-way conversation happening where two people are looking at each other, is to gracefully step up and say, Shabbat Shalom. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and just, uh, integrate and say, you know, or say, do you mind if I join the conversation, you know? And so you might want to wait, like if there's a, a specific exchange happening, you know, but it's just like getting proximate in a non-creeper way and, and joining. And I can't even remember the specific circumstance and I've never even actually consciously thought of it. But as I was thinking about my first thought about this, I can energetically, as someone, I don't know how much we talked about this on the show, but Tracy knows, uh, and a number of the people listening know who are in our orbit from our programs or who are in relationship with me through friendship or organizing or Jewish communal leadership, is that uh, I'm a very intuitive, empathic person, and I pick up on a lot of energy. And I feel like in different Jewish communal spaces, there have been moments where I've felt uncomfortable And at times, possibly the person actually didn't say anything, but there was someone who came into the dynamic and just stood there and looked at me, gave me certain looks of thoughtfulness and humility and strength that actually just by their presence alone contradicted my isolation and helped me access my own power again. 
mm-hmm. and also watered down the experience depending upon the severity of the misunderstanding or intrusion, intentional, often not, that that the other person I'm interacting with is causing. And just by actually being like, it's almost sort of like filming the police is, right. is a very, it's not the only thing and at times there is more, but actually that alone, just somebody else being present and it's partially through body language. And so part of this also depends for you as an individual, again, white person around like where your energy is. If you feel confident and grounded and clear that something is not quite right, um, you coming into that space, ideally from a place of not savior, but uh, I think I might have better, I have some good energy that I think it might be nice to bring into this space and to hold space and to notice and possibly when different things come up to shift the conversation, which I feel like some people have done for me. So that actually nothing is explicitly said and my autonomy and my choice around whether I want to explicitly address it or not, or subtly redirect is further supported. And then that person um, again, it's only a vague memory, but I feel like this has happened to me. And so shout out to that person if, or those people who have ever done this. If you're listening to this, thank you for that. Of When something comes up, if someone says something like, how are you Jewish? And I go through this whole thing internally. I still, you know, or I know what I want to say, but I have a sense of how they may feel. And it's quite a sophisticated redirect, but they still may get that it's a redirect and then they're going to get weird and do I have the energy, you know, and, or worse. And so I'm navigating that and trying to honor my sovereignty, uh, respect the spirit of the person in front of me and also deftly navigate the oppression that's being flung my way, mostly usually unintentionally. And that, and that people who have joined me in the past have waited for a moment to chime in and help redirect the energy in the conversation. Yeah. That say something that they, oh, oh, you're also from, oh, you're in Virginia. Oh, I went to Virginia Tech. Did you, oh, I, yeah, I, my dad went there too. Oh, really? Like what year, you know, and just shift it. And then the other person often, they're kind of a little, they, I remember like they're a little jostled because they were in a different mode, but then they just join it. It's just like a pattern interrupt. And then it just moves on. And possibly we actually get so engaged that eventually like they'll say, Shabbat Shalom. Say, oh, Shabbat Shalom. And then they just drift off. And then you know, and so I think that's not the only way, but I think it's actually quite a, a subtle and uh, deft, I seem to like that word today, way um, method for dealing with this. Uh, you know, and so that would be my recommendation for folks. I think some variations that may come, may come up is if you are a leader in that community, particularly if you are uh, the rabbi or the president of the congregation, Um, I find with some of this work, there's certain things that really need to be interrupted in real time. Yeah. And at times, and at times it's explicit and even still, I think it can be a redirect. So if I am a leader in a congregation, like if I am a board member and I am informed about these issues because I've participated in something like Joyce Justice's Awareness Accelerator. And I'm like, oof, microaggression, microaggression, you know, ah, this person who I know is a longtime community member and their grandparents helped to found this children and somebody is walking up to them and explaining to them what a Sidur, which is the Hebrew word for prayer book, what a, what a Jewish prayer book is. I might walk up and say, oh, 
Sarah Stromberg, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen your grandparents in a while. So-and-so, did you know that so-and-so's grandparents are the founders? I hope you don't mind me saying, um, you know, I've, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a little bit. You know, you grew up in this community, you know, like something, I mean, that is a little bit, I mean, one, I think that's very Ashkenazi Jewish, one of many patterns. It doesn't have to be quite that great. I'm trying to think of something that is, but it just says, oh, hi, Sarah, or, you know, whatever the person's name is. Hi, Julianne. It's so great to see you. Bert, have you not met Julianne yet? She's a right. longtime member of our community. And just, and just, you know, there's something to me that I've been thinking about a lot lately around the both and of there are oppression dynamics that are playing out right now. And it's difficult. And some people have a journey to walk right now. There's also a benign reality where we get to create and set the tone in the ways that we want. And so if someone feels rooted enough and confident enough to just come in and be like, what, how, what would be happening if that microaggression hadn't happened just now, right? That there can possibly be a redirect so that, and then there's also, which has at times happened. And often people have been, have maintained the subtlety and sometimes they've been more explicit of saying that conversation seemed uncomfortable, or they might say more directly, I hope I handled that well. I overheard that question and I turned around and saw you and I don't want to assume how you felt, but I felt I would feel offended if somebody asked me that question. Um, you know, how do you feel? Do you want to discuss it? Is there any way I can be supportive of you? Right. Yeah. And, and, and then to me there's, so there's both like the moment and I'm talking a lot. So I should let you talk in a moment, Tracy. So I'm in, in so many meetings talking today that I'm just like in talking mode. So <laughs> um, I want to hear your brilliance. So, um, but the last piece I'll say is that, so yeah, so I, I think that that, to me, that's what I would say. There's a lot more to say, but I think key things to remember are every Jew of color has their own experience and identity and levels of knowledge and preparation and support around this work. And so there's a whole range of experiences that that person may be having and feeling they may be longing for support, receiving support, especially from a white person, possibly even another Jew of color might be whether it's good or bad. And it, like, if, depending upon the circumstances, it could be anything. And it's also neutral on a certain level, right? They, it might be the last thing they want is for somebody to come in and intercede even if they need it. Right. And so I think it's best to um, tread lightly and mindfully and also potentially show up and be present especially if it's in a space where people are moving and mingling. So that's naturally happening anyway, is to come in and provide different energy, energy that is clear energy that when an opportunity arises to redirect, it's, it's funny. That reminds me, even if it's not so much, but just that just shifts the, especially if it's the white person talking to redirect them. What's funny. She didn't mention talk about that. Like I heard some similar themes in the rabbi sermon. Did you notice that? Like that might even be a better to ask a question to really pattern interrupt and help to have them have to shift their thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and create an opening to, to shift it. That's um, really, it's, I, I like that as a strategy in the conversation where the question came up, I realized, I don't know that at least that I can re like recall in my memory. I don't know that I've actually 
been present while such an exchange was happening. I've heard many Jews of color tell, tell stories about them. Um, and so in this conversation with, um, it was with other white Jews and there was one person there who said that they actually have heard it many times and make a point of like, like really interrupting and saying like, that was an inappropriate question. And that person said that there have been some, uh, Jews of color who have thanked them for doing that. And others who have been like, Hey, I can take care of myself, like back off. And so both reactions have come from the same strategy, um, which aligns with what you just said, April. And I think is important for, um, for where it, yeah, just to remember as, um, as white identified folks who are endeavoring to be allies, like we have to show up and sometimes it's, it's not what's needed. And we have to just accept like, okay, now's not the time for that one. And And that has to be okay. Right. And that doesn't mean don't do it next time. That just means like learn from it and figure it out and adapt. Exactly. And, and, and also allow the person of color to lead, um, in, in a case like that. So, I mean, I really like what you said about, so just sort of like variety of other cases too, (laughs) but especially in a case like that, where you're trying to be an ally, where they're the most directly impacted person in that situation. And that, and that's particularly at times where white folks can get into trouble is if where you honestly, genuinely have a, a big response to what just happened, but you, it would be good for you when you're interacting with different people to modulate your external expression to impart how this person is responding in a particular way. Now, now, now that, that is a little bit different. If in fact you are being a courageous bystander and there's actually, which this does not as much, but it can happen. And there's an extreme situation happening where there is a child of color being hurt. Right. Or where then, 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 then obviously, you know, that's a slightly different circumstance and it might still be, but, but interrupting, you know, I mean, I personally almost always, unless somebody is really not good at it, but when somebody does step up and say something, especially someone who leads a lot, uh, I I'm clear in my ability to lead and, and also collectively it's exhausting. So it's actually really lovely (laughs) at times when people thoughtfully do it. And also because there's likely um, some, but less cost, potential cost or risk for them involved than there is for me. Yeah. And so it's actually for me like, great, but, but for any number of reasons, perspective, where they are on their own learning journey and their own leadership, there might be someone who's just as seasoned as I am, who, or even more, who was like, no, actually I got this. Or even just what happened earlier today. I mean, like we all are carrying a lot of things at every moment. And I think that's, that's just happened earlier today. I, I mean, like whatever ha- happened earlier in, in that, that day, day to that person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, yes, you could just be in a bad mood and you're not, you're not here for it. Like that. It just happens. Like, and that has to be okay. Um, and not kind of derail all future attempts to, you know, be in solidarity. That, that's, that was the point I was making about that. When I heard the, um, the question in this, um, in this conversation with white Jews, um, last weekend, um, and I realized, I don't know that I've ever overheard it. My first thought for how I would handle, and of course this is all hypothetical, but I started to think about my own, my own, um, demographics and biography and the way that I might sort of say, like, if I, if you and I were standing at an own egg and somebody came up to you and said, Oh, hello, how are you Jewish? I might be, I might say, you know, it's interesting. (laughs) I, my dad wasn't Jewish, but I've never gotten that question. Isn't that interesting? 
you know, like just something like, so it's a redirection that is a gentle reproach. I think it's gentle. Um, it's gentle, but it's direct. And also I like it because you are not, you're not like coming out as a hero in that situation. You're just owning your experience and saying, Oh, I'm and and noticing. I think with these kinds of experiences, a good first step is noticing just as you and just taking it in and also to bring in the element of noticing, you know, walking up and saying, Oh, I overheard the question. And that's so funny. I, you never asked me that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right? So it's I think that's like a hero thing, but it is pattern interrupting and, sh- and creating an open, like a moment of awareness without stepping into what could be seen as a self-righteous uh, teaching even right. if in fact it actually isn't, but if that person didn't sign up for that, it, it gets. Yeah. 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 And, or isn't and, fully ready for it. And then that potentially can have backlash that still affects the person of color. They right. So it's good to just keep it simple. I think in this. Well, I think to that point, I actually really like your, what you first said about just really getting proximate, like the idea that in that, cause it, it might not be a specific question in that way. It could be some, some other microaggression. That's not a question to which my you know, what my first thought is appropriate, but even knowing that like being physically proximate, maybe catching that person's eye and giving them a, you know, Oh, yeah. do you believe this kind of a look exactly. would be helpful? That, that's, yeah. that's comforting to me to know that that actually is a useful tool in my toolbox in this particular. And that I actually do have memories around with some of my wonderful anti-racist allies, like Dove Kent and, um, Abby Levine and various other leaders where I've been in space with them and something stupid or hurtful was happening and they got really close and they were clearly deciding also because I know who they are and they, I know they know, and I could clearly see that they were letting me address it. And they were just shooting me looks like what you just said that let me know that they were like, I'm honoring your space. If you want to call on me, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I'm just here. And as soon as this person goes away, I am right here. Oh. Um, it's not literally, but possibly, but to um, emotionally and relationally catch you. Yeah. And process this, you know? And so that's been great too. I think the final piece for me that I would want to add to this is, especially for leaders or just even again, um, engaged community members, another part of this too. So there's I think the question was specifically about the moment, but then there's the afterward and the debriefing and follow-up both for that person. So I think there's two things that I want to point out. One is that it's important for you to notice that this is happening. And if it's appropriate in the context of the conversation and you've gotten, and the person feels okay, or they just volunteer it. If you offer, you know, to say, Oh, I know, you know, I, I noticed what just happened. And I wanted to honor your space, but I'm here. If, if you want to talk about it, maybe it actually didn't bother you. I was offended by it, but that doesn't mean you were, (laughs) and you were the person who, you know, and create an opening that then they can share things because then in sharing that um, you get to know them better and you get to know that this person has experienced this at least once. And possibly they will share with you that this is an issue that's happened to them several times. And that's important information for you to relate to the board. If you are a board member, if you're the president, if you're the rabbi to take note of this and, um, you know, to thank them for 
the courage for sharing that and for the strength and resilience they've had to cultivate possibly in order to continue to be in the space and that they shouldn't have to. And that you are going to be thinking about this more. And if they would like to not on Shabbat or not in the Oneg or not at the event, but if, if they want to be in conversation with you about this further, that you are open and you can con- they can contact you anytime. Or if you would like, I, c- I would be happy to reach out for coffee. Just also just to get to talk and hear how you're doing with it. Somebody, you know, or you don't. Right. So, so to me also, part of this is also about the potential for relationship, whether it's just casual and just a friendly face you see at Oneg mm-hmm. that could develop into a deeper relationship, or if in fact it's potentially a lovely friendship or, you know, acquaintanceship that can evolve. So, so yeah, that, that there's also the afterward around being present with the person and, and then actually having a meaningful conversation that shifts and, or also being there for them if they would like support around action to take, you know, like that, like yeah. there's, or even just the direct relationship. I think that's really, really important for us, for, for you to yeah, say, absolutely. for us to hear. It's like so important because I think there's this, there's this myth, especially with women of like, of like the strong black woman, you know, like, like that's it's, which is, it's one of those, yeah. like, so lethal. it's one of those double-edged stereotypes. Um, and, and I think that especially, <laughs> Um, (laughs) especially, you know, white identified folks, we sort of have it. It's one of the stereotypes we've, um, internalized. And so like, she doesn't need us. She doesn't need me. Like I I can see sort of justifying, like not following up with someone. We do, we need each other. So I think it's a really important, um, reminder in this specific conversation about what to do when you overhear microaggressions within the Jewish community against Jews of color, like even if it, even if in the moment you can't interrupt or you, you're, you choose, you know, you, you choke and you freeze or whatever, like following up with that person and saying, I saw that and oof, and I hope you're okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it sounds so obvious. And I know from experience, it's not always obvious. So I'm glad we're saying it out loud. I was so triggered by that, Tracy. I'm sorry. I know you have nothing to apologize for, but I just brought up a lot. Like I just like my body is having a somatic. I was sort of playing with my hair, some anxious energy. And then I noticed my body was just like, I want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that, you know, it's just potent and it's real. Yeah. Um, great. So I think that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Our show's theme music was composed by Elliot Hammer. You can find this track and other beats on Instagram at Elliot Hammer. If this episode resonated with you, please share it and subscribe. To join the conversation, visit JewsTalkRacialJustice.com, where you can send us a question or suggestion, access our show notes, and learn more about our team. Take care until next time and stay humble and keep going.